Yes, people, we are live at the Albert J TV headquarters. Live stories, episode 15. God, it's flown by, isn't it? People, but before we get into this international live stories, let's take the intro. <laughs> And there you have it, people, once again. What a funky disco intro into Life Stories episode 15. People, as I say, don't just touch the like button or caress it. Smash the like button and get them algorithms up, man, people. Um, audio listeners, you will not be neglected. This will go on my go out on my Spotify and Anchor. So you can hear my dulcet tones, as I like to say. Now, as you can see, people, I haven't just got two Arsenal brothers on the panel. I've got this is the international life stories, probably the first one actually. So um time difference has been probably a, a little bit of an issue trying to get these two one at the same time, but they've agreed. Scott, my bro, love you to pieces, man. Please tell us what time it is right now. And thank you for coming on. I'm gonna apologize in advance. If anyone sees me rubbing the old eyes or looking a little bit glazed over, um, I haven't been out partying, it's just 5 a.m down under so but as i said to you boys the things you do for love the things you do for arsenal the things you do for your mates so happy to be with you mate no matter what the time it is it is much appreciated because i know the time difference between us me and you so um the fact you're coming on mate much love to you man um thanks for coming back on the channel again but yeah i'm glad to get you on for life stories but also obviously introducing first time on albert jtv and appropriately for life stories my brother, all the way from two parts of the world. But Neil, <laughs> thank you for coming on, man. Love you, bro. Love, love, much love, bro. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate being on. Called up. <laughs> no, much love. No, I'm glad to get you on, man. Like I said, I want to get you two on specifically for this um, mm -hmm. type of content. Um, 15 episodes in, man. This is mad. Um, wow, congratulations. Bro. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even really an idea that I kind of really thought of doing in the channel. It just... I don't know how it came about, but yeah, it was. Um, I'm glad I done it. But let me go to the chat quickly. I'm not ignore no people. My brother's in there, man, all the way from the mighty streets of Swansea at Arthur Adelaide's JC. Much love, brother, man. Ray, who I met at the, I met Ray at the London Hippodrome for the event with Top Green Talk TV, Lee Judge TV, Highbury Squad. So, wow. you know what, Neil and Neil and uh, Scott, the one, the one of the best things actually in recent times is actually meeting the people that actually watch your content. Mm -hmm. Because um, it's funny. I'll give you a little story before we go into Big up to you, Ray. I was leaving um, the toilet and after with the victory against Everton, um, the pub near the ground. So I was going back home. Some random guys have come up to me. And he's speaking to me like he's known me for about 15, 20 years. I'm looking at I'm thinking, I stopped to him. I said, brother, I said, I'm going to be honest with you, right? I've not got an idea who you are. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, no, Albert, I want to see your content. You're going to leave Judges TV and... I said, all right. And I said, now it makes sense. I said, because I'm looking at the guy thinking, I, I don't know this guy. I don't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. But then it, it's mad. You don't you don't realize people that watch your content until you actually kind of see them in the flesh. So um, mm -hmm. that's you've been made it, Albert. This is a sign that you've made it, mate. You you, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll pay the appearance fee at the end of the show for for having having me on, mate. Yes, no, no. I agree. Yeah, Tell me where to send the wrong envelope. Yeah, of course, man. To both of you, I'll send you the, the right, man. I'll send you the goods, man. But now nah, it's nice to meet these people because you don't yeah. much as meeting you guys and obviously talking to you guys. And I met JC in person now a few times. Um, it's great, man. Thank you for the intro. Thank you for the retweets, people. Um, it's mad the amount of work you put in for 30 seconds, but it's mad, man. But um, a big up Charlie in the chat as well, mate. Like I said to you before, man, you do. We support very different clubs, but Charlie, Bristol Rovers fan, got promotion to League One. Is that right, Charlie? I'm sure it is. If it isn't, have a go at me. But great content he does, people. Go and subscribe to Charlie, man. Charlie will do something very, very soon. There'll be a people in the chat, man. G, much love, bro. And Robert, 
Well, Robert's come in there. You know, that, that's Robert my Robert man. Robert. That's one. Of, that's one of my co-hosts on, on our <laughs> channel, Albert. He's up. He's up early this yeah. morning. I'll tell you what, Rob. Much love, brother. Even though you're a United fan, but I love you, man. Football community. <laughs> but um, yeah, people. Like, so like I said, smash the like button and also club people subscribe to follow Scott and Neil on Twitter and also you see the Twitter handles going on the bottom of the screen. So if you've got more than one device, go and multitask, people. It's possible, mm -hmm. man. Um, but yeah, let's kick off with, let's start off with Neil, actually, as I do with all my guests. First question, the most obvious question to all people, your Arsenal story. Why Arsenal? Influences and earliest memories. Hashtag the Arsenal. Hashtag the Arsenal. Um, so it was 1999. Wow. I was about 12, 13 at the time. Uh, semi-final versus, FA Cup semi-final versus Manchester United. Oh, that was a painful one. It was a painful one. But that's, oh. where, that's where my Arsenal journey started. And um, I couldn't help but be uh, glued to the TV. Now, mind you, my entire house at that time, and I was living in Trinidad at the time. I had moved to Florida at any time uh, yet. Um, so my dad was a United fan, and all of Trinidad was a United fan because of Dwight oh. York. He played for United. Um, am I coming in a bit delayed? No, that's all right. It's fine. We can hear you. It's fine. It's fine. Keep going. Okay. Bro. Yeah. So, yeah, man, uh, as much as it was a bitter way to start watching Arsenal, because that that Ryan goal, that Ryan Giggs goal haunt me to this day. <laughs> to this day, that it haunts me. Even when he took his shirt off, it it haunts me even more. Um, you know, so um, yeah, it it's it that's when my journey started, man. 1999 FA Cup semi final versus Manchester United. Okay, cool, man. Now you know what that game. I remember, you know what it is? I think because we're obviously we're Arsenal fans. I remember it like it was yesterday. It's one of them games you get and that goes to extra time. It's it's draining, man. Um, mm -hmm. And because it's your club, I, I mean, like I said, um, the, the, the most recent game I can think of, um, top of my head, the Manchester City-Real Madrid game. We're, I'm not, we're not City fans, not Madrid fans, but mm -hmm. to watch that game for the length of time you watched it and the, game, the way the game unfolded, it's draining, man. And yeah. when you lose a game like that, like Neil said, man, the gigs. Got, I remember watching. I was in the pub watching that game. It was we missed the penalty with Bergkamp, and yeah, oh, it just it was. It took a, it, it took a lot out of you, man. Um, it, but yeah. yeah, Neil, like I said, man, so I do the live stories. People's memory sometimes is good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's indifferent. But no, great, great stuff, man. Scott, yeah. let me throw it over to you, my friend. I'm gonna be controversial. I'm gonna be controversial, right? As a six-year-old, which is what, which was when, when I started playing football, and I I had an illustrious playing career, man, but I, I never quite had any talent or potential. I, I was more of a tactical bench warmer. But my first kit, my first kit was a Liverpool kit with Robbie Fowler on the back, because yeah, I, I've got an uncle who's a Spurs fan. I've got another uncle who's a Liverpool fan, and they they both tried um getting their claws into me and getting me on board with their teams. But I remember in 96, a bloke called Arsene Wenger signed for the Arsenal. And my grandfather, being uh, Maltese in background, he used to read the English newspapers. So he would get the English newspaper. We'd get it about a week late because we're so far away. Um, but he would read it and he was reading to me about this guy, Arsene Wenger, who was the manager of Arsenal. And that was a club he supported. And I remember being really intrigued, in even at that age of about eight, by this manager and by this club, Arsenal, because I didn't actually realise my grandfather supported it. And then he, he actually talked me into Arsenal. He had an Arsenal jacket. I, I always remember it. It had the, the gold cannon on the side. Oh, wow. And I remember even being a kid thinking, wow, a cannon, that's really cool. A manager from Japan, that's kind of close to here. Um, and then from there, it just became it became a passion. I used to watch the games with my grandfather every weekend. Obviously, the coverage uh, being down in Australia, you you would only get maybe one or two Premier League matches shown on the weekend, mm -hmm. um, and they would pick who it was. But I remember when there was Arsenal on, I'd watch it with my grandfather, and, and that's where it started, man. That that was the that that was the beginning of the journey. The Robbie Fowler jersey went in the bin. 
and, and it was time. It was Arsenal from there. Great stuff, though. Great stuff, Scott. I was going to say, um, and this is kind of going to lead me on to my next question, which you can probably be kind of part one to or going to part two into it. And come back to nil. It's probably hard to it's probably hard to quantify because obviously I'm here in the UK and many other the guys are. So you you guys will be on the ground obviously in your countries in terms of Australia and in terms of Trinidad and Tobago and America nil. I think you're in Florida, right? Is that nil? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How like how big is Arsenal? over there like in trinidad also and um america taking into account that there are other teams you can support so and maybe there's other sports for example mm -hmm. that have more of a appeal than maybe football or soccer how, how would you how would you say how would you put it um i think it's it's growing the sport itself is growing here in the us yeah. um because they've 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 already been so many others established um, sporting yes. events that happen year round, NBA, NFL, baseball, you know, these things. Um, but in terms of the, the coverage and, and who yes. watches it and everything like that, uh, there's like, there's a, I know that there's a group in, in Miami that, you know, there's the Miami Gooners. There's also a group in Tampa. Um, and as I watch and, you know, watch other fan channels i see you know sometimes they might come across to the us and they might go to different states and you see actually that there's actually a following you know um now there is the mls here in florida you know there's inter miami that's trying to be established by david beckham and it's, it's growing quite rapidly so i think the sport itself is is really established good roots and it's going to take off you know I, I can't see it overpassing the nfl or the no, no, no NBA, chance. yeah but um it's definitely going to be up there you know um in terms of trinidad and in terms of arsenal supporters um i can't tell you that i know many arsenal supporters in trinidad okay. and tobago you know and and more so tobago because that's where dwight york is from and yes. you know not many of our, our players are, you know, there were Dwight, there was Dwight Edwards, there's Rosa Latapi, you know, all these players that came abroad and and started playing football, still in John, you know, Kenwin Jones. But um, course, yeah. you know, in terms of full on support because of the accolades Manchester United went on to win while he was there, he they won the treble that year in ninety yeah. nine. Um, you know, all of Trinidad was basically united and very few Arsenal fans. Were, were there a couple of Newcastles well with Shaka Hislop? Yes, there were. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Shaka, yeah, you know what? He actually played for Newcastle at a time where, you know what? They were, they probably, they were a very good, they were a decent team to watch Newcastle. Mm. Um, you know what? A couple of um, games here and there, they could have been in Premier League champions, maybe on one occasion, but. That was during the time with Alan Shearer, right? Yeah, yeah, that would have been Shaka's that would have been playing, and definitely, man. He was on like the good, like Rob Lee. Um, probably it's been a while there. there. Say again, Shaka Hislop was there for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was, man. He, he, yeah, probably, he went on to uh, to West Ham, yes, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll sit. Neil I was going to ask you, like, one thing I was curious to ask both of you, I'm going to come to Scott as well. Obviously, in the UK, we have um, you can watch games for free, you know, not 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 encouraging people to watch um <laughs> certain streams, but like obviously I have Sky, so what do I pay? I pay for Sky Sports alone, it works out I think it's about £25 to £30 a month. Um, how accessible is it to watch the games? What time how, how early do you have to get up? You wanna go first, Sky? Yeah, no fun. worries. Well, look, the, the kickoffs for us, right, it's accessible in terms of accessing the content because, I mean, for about, and I'll try and convert yeah. currency, for about eight quid a month, um, all the Premier League matches are broadcast live down here. Oh, wow. We, we do that through an app. So if you're with, uh, the rights of the Premier League have been bought by a telecommunications company down here who, who do a brilliant job optus sport okay and for about eight pounds or if your phone is on a contract with them you get access to the app um and then every game is broadcast live we, we don't miss a match down here the problem is in terms of time accessibility um <laughs> yeah. 
the early game is, depending Ooh. on time difference, about a 10 or 11 p.m. kickoff. Sometimes you'll get a 9.30 p.m. kickoff. Yeah. Then you've got a match usually at 1 a.m. Um, and then 4 a.m. So it's usually like about 10.30 p.m., 1 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. My favourites are 4.30 a.m. because you can get up, watch the match and then get on with your day. Um, but, yeah, accessibility in terms of the app, brilliant. We've got great broadcasting. We've got really good um, coverage down here. It's much better than it used to be. Much better than it used to be. That's interesting, man. Like, yeah, because I know people complain about the... Co- like, listen, it's not... Sky's not... I mean, I used to have BT Sports. This is a long time ago. It's about six, mm. seven years ago. But obviously, it, it was cheaper then because you, you, they used to have a package deal where you had the broadband and obviously the BT Sport together. But obviously, you know, with Sky, it's it's a bit different. It's pr- pr- you know, it prices prices rise, isn't it? Obviously, year, year upon year upon year. But... Yeah, that's interesting to know in terms of what you... Scott, I'm still coming to you, sorry, Neil, as well. Like, in terms of price bracket-wise, like, how does it how does it work sort of in where you are in, the, in America? I don't want to upset you, man. No, no, tell, t- tell the people then, man. Tell them, man. I don't want to upset you. Um, So, if regular TV, regular yeah. cable. So, NBC has coverage. And that, when I say NBC, NBC Network. So, the USA is the e-entertainment. So... So when it's Championship Sunday, all of NBC's channels has a game on. Mm. Um, in terms of purchasing it, you can get access to all the games for four ninety nine a month. Oh, I told you I'd upset you. Wow. You know what? I'm gonna have to clip this part of the show, man. Already, man. Yeah, no, no, seriously, because it, like, I, I would, if I didn't have you on the show, I wouldn't know that. But yeah, sorry, carry on, carry on, Neil. Sorry. No, 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 absolutely no, no worries. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 quite accessible. Even if you don't have that money to spend on a month, you could still cap, catch a few few games every weekend, or throughout the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know, even the odd Wednesday when you know the end of the league is coming up, the business end of the season is coming up. You get games during the week as well, so you know you rarely miss a game. There's coverage. It's funny to think it's cheaper and more accessible all the way down in Australia and, and where Neil is than in in, in England. It's it's, it's madness. It's, it, it doesn't shock me, but it's crazy. <laughs> Raise the point in the chat. Where can I find the app? <laughs> Mate, oh, Optus Sport. Oh, I'll just give you the name of the app. Optus Sport down here. Um, how how you may get around that or get onto that, I'll leave in your capable yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we, we don't want to get poor Albert banned or get, yeah. him, get him a strike on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. bro. But I don't no, mess up Albert's chances to no, get no. this guy sports either, you know. <laughs> no, but you know what? That is that is really fascinating to know. I, 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 I knew I might be in for a bit of a surprise when you two sort of broke down in terms of how accessible it is and the cost in terms mm-hmm. of what it is in your country. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, is a, that is a massive, massive eye-opener. Now. So, guys, much love for that, man. People. If you haven't already, man, subscribe to Albert J TV and follow my Steam guests on their Twitter handles going along the bottom of the screen. Don't wait, people. You can multitask, as I said before. <laughs> Deals a busy bad man. <laughs> right, let me get the next one. Uh, where's it gone? Right, let me go to the chat quick. I see a couple of comments in there. What's it? What's Ray saying? We won't get up. <laughs> we won't get up. Thank you, mate. That's much appreciated. Robert's in there. You also was a good mm-hmm. audience. Wow. wow. That wow, same wow. app would get all. We get the Women's Premier League on there. Uh, we used to get all of the Champions League, yep, Europa, Euros, World Cup, all in one place. And for, for Robbie and I, because our phones are with that company, completely free. Part of Ooh. our plan. Well, Scott, yeah. don't, make the people, don't, make the people, don't make the audience cry, man, on Facebook Live and YouTube watching this, man. Straight so <laughs> wow. Good mind you, we've got the women's, we've got the World Cup, obviously, next year. We've got the women's Euros uh, in mm-hmm. July, so um, which I will be covering. Um, yes, Brilliant. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the England, the England Lionesses, Serena Wigman's England Lionesses, man. We've got a top, top coach there, so um, we'll see how England do. But, um, people, let's move on to the next one. Let me come to I'm gonna come to Scott first if I can find it. Where's it gone? Where's it gone now? Have I missed it? No, here it is. Uh, Scott, <laughs> name me one Arsenal player, only one. You might have, you might squeeze in a couple, but I'll let you have one for now. Who has had the biggest influence on you, which makes you love 
the club. Hashtag the main man. Up there, man. <laughs> T- T- that, T- that jersey hangs there. It, it's not my most my most cherished one, but that was given to me by a friend of mine who's a Man United fan. So I know how easy it was to not damage that and to just give it to me as it was. Yeah. yeah. But Thierry Omri for me is just the ultimate, ultimate athlete. I love everything about Omri. His mentality, um, you know, the guy who bangs two free kicks in in a row, turns around, doesn't want to run and celebrate, but says, is, is that good enough? Is that enough? Um, the, the screamers he scored, the, I love how Omri was always his own harshest critic. Mm. Even on the rare occasion that he maybe didn't perform to his standards, which was still better than 99.9% of the players, you could tell he was never happy, never happy with his performance. And that drive he has, Albert, honestly, as a man, as an athlete, I think he's fantastic. He's he's just, that's why when he was making comments earlier in the year, uh, you know, about the Arsenal squad yeah. and the way we were performing, and so many people were turning on him. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. I, I was just sitting there thinking, I'm obviously a little bit older than a lot of fans that get around on social media. I was sitting back thinking, I can tell you guys weren't privileged enough to watch this guy live week in, week out, because yeah. this is not him hating Arsenal. This is the way someone like Thierry Omri, a, a serial winner, hmm. shows his love. He's frustrated at how we're performing, and his expectations are sky high. Standard. It's not him. Standard. Yeah, he's, he, he's not trying to trying to get likes or trying to, you know, mm. get fame. He doesn't need that. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't need any of it, but he's a serial winner. And I love that about Thierry Omri. The squad right now is missing a player with that mentality. That It was just brilliant. And I haven't even spoken about the way he scored goals. You, you don't need to. It explains itself. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You talk, you, talk about the, you talk about the two words, world-class, which is what we've lacked in our... Mm in Arsenal's probably team for quite a long time. I think if you're going to be brutally, brutally, brutally honest, um, we don't have any world-class players. And I don't think I'd ever kind of ever turn around. And, I mean, I've been lucky, Scott, as you mentioned about the age thing. I, I've seen some fantastic Arsenal sides through different decades. I've been fortunate. I've, I'm lucky enough to remember Arsenal before Arsene Wenger. That's why I still love Jules Graham. I love the... They talk about Wenger having... It's a statue in, 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 in the new stadium. This, we need to do something to remember George. Sorry. 100% George Graham. He, he set, there's many people that set the foundations if you're going to go really, really deep into mm-hmm. terms of Herbert Chapman. But listen, gorgeous George, man. Like, I, I, Listen, I'm biased. I love the guy. So I'm going to say that. Not, not Nothing against Wenger, but George is my guy, innit? Um, with that, before I come to about Henri, it's funny because if you both ask me to say, um, what's your favourite Henri sort of goal? I'd have to take about 20 minutes to think about it, you know, because... I'd... There's more than one. Yeah, there's, exactly. Oh, and the yeah. thing is, you know, when people sometimes on Twitter, one of the good things about it, by the way, when they show highlight reels, I mean, I saw one of Henri about, probably about a month ago. I was just sitting there shaking my head. I'm thinking, this guy played for us. It's, it just embarrassed people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one goal up, off the top of my head that just gives me chills. Um... I've, people in the chat might I might have got the wrong if it's either oh I think it's I think it might have been 08. I'm sure it might have been 08. We beat Manchester United 2 1 at the Emirates and Abue put in, done that beautiful one to Riziki. Mm-hmm. Abue puts in a beautiful cross and Henri scores a header. Um that that I, plus it was last minute, so it was it's spine tingling, man. Mm-hmm. Oh beautiful header past Van der Sar, but it's got great stuff, man. Neil, coming to you, man. Same question, man. I know it's hard, but you've got to choose one, brother. <sighs> Just to add to the Terry on repeat, uh, I remember that chip, that little chip up in front, turn on the player and yeah. scored. United. United. Yeah. Just wanted to drop that in there. But um, as much as I, I, I adore Terry Henry, yeah. um, it's a toss up between Dennis Burkamp and Patrick Vieira for me. Sure. You know, they, they are foundational, integral players to allow the player that Henri became yep. or what he become, you mm. know, as a as a striker, yeah. you know, as an attacking player. 
Um, but I, if I had to choose one, it's be, and it's because I met him in person and he wow. has a signed jacket. It's uh, Patrick Vieira. Oh, you know what, Neil? You see, I'm glad you brought Patrick around. I've said it before, but I'm, I'm happy to say it again. I, I and listen, people are going to say we're, I'm being biased because as an Arsenal fan, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, Vieira was levels mm-hmm. for France and Arsenal. I don't think I've seen a player like him since, if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, people, current kind of football world and social media world, oh, Kante. I love N'Golo Kante, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a, a passion Vieira, are you mad? No chance. No, 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 no chance. And the thing is, Vieira was a better footballer than people give him credit for. Oh, yeah. He could do everything. And I said this when I had Mo on Live Stories, the last episode, big up Mo, man. Um, when people talk about Premier League best 11s, right? Mm-hmm. If it, Depending on what formation you play, but I don't really care. It's just to say 4-4-2 anyway. Hands down, him, Vieira, Gerard. Hands down. Yeah. I don't hear no argument about skulls. I like. Don't, I can respect them as players. I don't hear no nothing about. Mm. I love. Listen, I love David Silva. Listen, Gerard, Vieira, all day, all day. They could do everything. And let me just add here that the reason why I personally believe if we had Patrick Vieira in that 06 team that played Barcelona, yeah, that 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 going through to Lehman's where he got that when he came out and yeah. did a mad thing and all of that, that would have never yeah. happened. Never yeah. happened. Because when he's in the team, there's a confidence, there's a foundation, there's a there's a there's a there's something, there's like a, a wall, an invisible wall between yeah. between him and his goalkeeper. Because that's the kind of protection he brings. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's funny, it's it's not that it triggers me when people go, oh it's back, can take because the problem is when people make that comparison, right? No disrespect, because you can't help when you're born. But if you're going to make a comparison against between two players and you've mm-hmm. never seen one of the players play before, that doesn't make any sense to me. Your mm-hmm. argument's already flawed. Mm-hmm. Because if you'd have seen Vieira play, I don't personally feel, particularly with some Chelsea fans, that they would even dare to make that comparison. Yeah. And, not. and let's just also add that there's no other player that there's no other player that can that can. That, that can wear the vapor up on his shirt like he can. Very well said. Well said. I, I, I used to love seeing that. I was like, go on, Patrick, man. Patrick, you know what? On, on Patrick, just quickly on Patrick, his defensive work and his leadership always get acknowledged, right? And and Kante's got that too. Like He's got mm-hmm. that defensive work. But I don't see Kante as the same leader on the pitch as Vieira. Like you, he was very vocal. But the way Vieira contributed to the attack as well was just was levels. He, the, his attacking play is always overlooked. It's always Transition. about the defence, the, the yeah. tackle, the niggle. But he scored some great goals and he set up so many as well. He it was his attacking attributes are, are very underappreciated. Yeah, well, I think not not necessarily by Gunas, but mm-hmm. by, by other by wider footballer community. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent, bro. He he can transition. As good as any, as good as yeah. any, trust me. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, man, I'll be both Neil Scott, fantastic stuff, man. Um, let's move on to the next. What we've got here, well, this is a bit of a gear change. I'm gonna go last because I hope no one doesn't, no one's gonna, I don't think either of you will nick my one anyway. Going, yeah, going a bit left field here, people, but I think it's an interesting question to get your get you guys two thoughts, really. Um, because obviously, as well, before I sort of ask the question, people can read it on the screen. Um, Obviously, you guys obviously love Arsenal football, but as I'm sure in the countries you're at, there's other sports that catch your eye and that you have an interest for. So maybe it might come in that as well. But I'm going to kick off with Neil, actually. Name me one global non-footballing sportswoman stroke sportsman who you feel could be a potential sporting star. Hashtag future star. Could be football, could be anything, bro. Um, let me try a little bit of salt here and a little bit of shade, but I feel like Harry Kane could probably go on to be a potential sporting star. Because he's such a good actor. But anyways, um, uh, I've seen clips of Adam Sandler. I've seen clips of Lil Wayne and uh, Nelly. Uh, Adam Sandler and Lil Wayne can really handle the basketball. Like, they're really actually pretty, pretty good. Um, but most of all, I think uh, I've seen, like, on TV, Nelly 
take part in like um, charity games and stuff like that. And he's actually very, very good. I think he can actually cut it as an NFL uh, player. Wow. You know, that's, like, that's, that's very amazing. quick feet, great hands, like a really good athletic ability. Like he's actually pretty good. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. That's a bit definitely, definitely left field. So I'm not gonna go spoil my God, Scott. You, I know you, you like, I know you're probably big on your cricket. I'm assuming maybe tennis, uh, maybe rugby league. Rugby league. That's what you did. Yeah. That, but you know what? I'm this question because you, you let me know this question was coming before the show, and I'm great. And I still couldn't think of who I wanted to say. So I thought I'm just gonna sit back. I'll let Neil and Albert go first, and something will come to me. Um, but you know what? The, the guy I'm going to mention is already a star, but I think he's got potential in another sport too. Nick Kyrgios. I'm not sure if you Ooh, guys watch yes, much. We, tennis, we, right? Yeah, yeah, we know Nick. We know Nick. Nick. I feel like with Nick Kyrgios, <laughs> I mean, he. we spoke about the attitude of Omri and the attitude of Vieira. This is a guy who reminds me of the happy Gilmore of tennis. He, <laughs> you never know what he's going to do, right? But... He's actually a really good basketball player. Um, Nick Kyrgios, he's got a lot of passion for basketball. We had a um, charity match down here. It would have been maybe oh, five, six weeks ago uh, for a couple of our national basketball teams. And he just went in hard, man. There, there were sports presenters and all these people trying to take shots. And he was just towering over with the blocks and sinking layups. He. He's actually a really good basketballer. I'm not saying he's, before anyone jumps on me in the chat, I'm not saying he's an NBA-level player, but I just found it really interesting that someone like him, who's a very good tennis player when he's not breaking rackets, he can actually <laughs> ball as well. He, he could do it, not not at an NBA level, but certainly maybe down here at an NBL, which is our league level. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. He came straight to mind. Let me, let, let, I'm glad you brought his name up because obviously I, I'm a big, as much as people might not know this or people don't know me well, like obviously I love Arsenal, love football, but I like, a, I like, I watch, a, I watch a lot of sport. I uh, love cricket, I love tennis, love golf, yeah. snooker. I love like, a big athletics fan. Nick Kyrgios, right? From, from the, from, you know, I saw, I saw a Facebook like kind of highlights rule of him, innit? He, his talent is insane. Let me, let me say, mm. let me get that firstly. How's he viewed in Australia, Scott? generally by the public divisive man divisive yeah, i'm gonna um i'm gonna be really generalized here and this is a good shout from rob as well because a lot of people don't realize usain bolt played in our a-league he, okay. he had a small stint playing in the a-league and yeah he god he's got that pace but there, there were some elements that let him down but yeah curious is a divisive figure i mean Generally, more traditional or older uh, people are just outraged by his antics. <laughs> people like myself who don't mind banter, taking the mick. I, I don't mind watching him. Like I said, he, he reminds he is, me he is, of that. He is, he is box office. He is box office. Oh, look, people tune in to watch him that wouldn't normally watch tennis because he's he's entertaining. You never know what's going to happen next. Um <laughs> So he, he's very divisive, though. He get, he cops it in the media down here. He but he seems to have that attitude where he just does whatever he wants anyway. Um, I, I look, I kind of don't mind that for someone to be that good with such a poor attitude. You just <laughs> it's crazy. Think, imagine you actually trained, got yourself a coach, and were able to hold, be composed for a whole match. Like, yeah. He's divisive, to say the least. I don't, I don't know, Neil. I don't know if you know much about Kyrgios, but I'm, I'm surprised. I, I think no, if, no, if no. I was a coach, I, I think to myself, I, I wouldn't want to take this guy on. I don't care how talented he is. I, it, <laughs> I, I can see every reason why he's probably it, it, to me. Someone of his talent should have won at least one slam, at least mm -hmm. one. I mean, I don't know how old Nick Kyrgios is now. I, I can't remember. You have to tell me, Scott, but. Yeah, Neil, come in. What's your thoughts about him? I, he's a fascinating guy. I, I, and, I, and I get Scott's thing to say, yeah, the guy is divisive, man. I, I, um, I have to be honest, I'm not too familiar with him, but it sounds as if it sounds as if he's someone I would want to watch. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Just to, find, just to see what, he, what is he going to do next. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he is. He's that kind of player. I mean, if I've ever managed to get a ticket for Wimbledon, you know what? As much as I'd love to watch Federer and, and Novak and Andy Murray and Rafa, um, but he's one person I definitely want to watch, man, 100%. Because yeah, you know what you're going to get from those guys. You don't know what you're going to get from him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Now, Scott, Scott, I'm glad you answered. That was brilliant, man. But you're going to come to my mind with uh, kind of when I put these questions together in terms of life stories, I always say to myself, you know what? What, what do I think? <laughs> sort of thing. For me, this was easy. This was so easy. Um, massive tennis fan, Emma Raducanu. I mean, the woman has done something that's never been done in tennis before. In the men's and the women's. She's won, she won a Grand Slam without dropping a set from the qualifiers. That's, that's madness. I mean, her rise in terms of the sport has been has been more than meteoric. I mean, I mean, at the time, I think she did. She played in the U.S. Open. I think it's her first U.S. Open. Obviously, I mean, she only, I think she only done it. I'd only been like, I'd only done like three WT, WT, WTA tour events. Yeah. You know, I think that's her second Grand Slam or third, second second Grand Slam. I think it was. And she went and won it. It is incredible to see that run through. Um, I think now what people have got to now realize, right? What they're seeing now, and it's difficult because. This is her first year on tour. People forget that. She's not a seasoned pro. She's a young lady. You know, she needs to get that 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 game experience. But the problem she's got is it's, it's not a bad problem, but you're a Grand Slam champion. Everyone wants you're a target. So expectation. Yeah, yeah. It's Matt. So I mean, I don't think she's with a coach at the moment, but I mean, like I'm a massive tennis fan, and you saw snippets at Wimbledon um last year, but to, to go and win the US Open. The way she did was it's incredible. I mean, some of the sponsorship deals this girl has is has been getting, and and some of the things you see her cut like, God, it's crazy, man. Like she's got a massive, massive career. It'd be interesting to see how she does because, like I said, she's a target now. Mm-hmm. Um, and come Wimbledon time now, um, when the French Open's done, it's gonna go, it's gonna be mad. I mean, I don't really even know what her best surface is to be honest with you. I'm assuming she's right in the hard court because she won it. Um, but yes, yeah, I think for me it was an easy, easy one. Emma Raducanu, um, talented young lady. Just hope that people are. Dif- it's difficult. Are, are patient with her. This is her first season. Um, she's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of losses. I mean, she lost in the second round the other day um, in the French Open. So listen, it's a learning curve. But um, yeah, for me, easy. Emma Raducanu, come on, Emma. Let's have a good. Let's have a. Let's have a good win with them. But yeah, meteoric, meteoric rise, man. But people, um, I'm going to do a little, little break. But people, if you don't know what to do by now, viewers, this is what you should do. And there you have it for the audio listeners. That was a little serene intro talking about subscribe to Albert JT. But uh, let's get back to the brilliant show. So, people, it's going to come to Scott now for this. This is a good one. I'm going to be keen to see what you guys come up with because obviously, liking other sports other than football. Um, who were your sporting heroes growing up? Hashtag global greatness. Oh, geez, that, that's that's a tricky one, but there, there's a few. I mean, one of the things people don't understand down here is you've actually got. They call it the code wars. So the different sports here, there's a lot of competition between them. It's not like, like when I've been over in the UK, you you know what the national sport is. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you go, you know, in India, you know what the national sport is. In a lot of countries, you know what the national sport is. The problem down here is we went through a, a stage in our history where we were brilliant at cricket. Oh, awesome. We, International Rugby League, we were always levels ahead. Rugby Union around that time, we were excellent. Um, We've always had a lot of sports that we've done well at. This is a great sporting nation, but down here, the the world game, football, is the most participated in sport at a youth level. So nationally, more kids are playing football than anything else, anything else. But the media hasn't got a lot of love for football here. So 
it, it's always slandered, bashed, beaten up. So oh, it doesn't wow. quite get a lot of love down here. The international game gets far more love and affection than our local game, which is a shame because that's preventing growth. But growing up, I can rattle off a few. I mean, in oh, terms God. of the cricket, um, God rest his soul, Shane Warne. Oh, Warnie, Warnie. Oh, the, the, the way the way he would get that ball to move, <laughs> it just it, it made spin bowling exciting because I remember yeah. before Shane Warne, if you were playing cricket at school, it was all about the pace. No, no one like no one wanted to spin. That's boring. It's slow. Yeah. It's yeah. going to get hit for six. But then this guy came up, and I I loved Warnie off the off the cricket field as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. He was just a loose unit. He he wanted to enjoy life and enjoy it to the full. Man, I, and I think one thing people say about Shane Warne is that he enjoyed life. 100%. I mean, and he got to date Liz Hurley, which for me is fantastic. Dream. It, it was a dream of mine. Um, but Shane Warne, uh, this one you're, you're probably not going to know much about being rugby league and a guy that didn't get to play internationally but Hazamel Masri um his name was he played for my team the Canterbury Bulldogs and he he was an Islamic athlete as well he was oh, for wow. me one of the first um really mainstream Islamic athletes down under and he was just such a an excellent role model of the sport he was a tremendous kicker he could slot conversions from anywhere in the pitch um but he didn't have a lot of pace and played on the wing. I don't know how much you guys know about league, but mm. usually you think of someone on the wing and pace is that number one attribute. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. have that, but he always scored tries. So <laughs> And he played on the wing. He played on the wing and he, he just had excellent movement. He had yeah. excellent movement and his footwork. And I can see Rob, Robbie, um, who's also a Bulldogs fan, has given him a shout in the chat. Yeah, yeah. But Shane Warne there, Hazamel Masri, um, and of course, if you're going to look at, I'll, I'll leave football out because I've spoken about Omri. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan, of course, don't need to explain that. And you know what? I, I will talk football down here. Harry Kuehl, Mark oh, Viduka. Push out. Push out. Harry Kuehl, Viduka, and Tim Cahill. Tim Cahill, yes. The Millwall fans love him. I live near the old, I live near Millwall, so they yeah. love him here. Trust me. Tim Cahill, funnily enough, I know I've gone on for ages because no, there's go, so go, many, go. but. Cahill still, I think, has the record for most headed goals in the Premier League. Wow. I'm sure he's still got that record. And when you meet Timmy Cahill, he's that's, not actually not the, the cool. biggest. He's not. Yeah. He's not the biggest guy, but he's technique. Brilliant in the air. Yeah, super. Uh, amazing, man. He He's carried the Australian national team at times on his back and, and done it brilliantly. But I could go on forever. There's so many. <laughs> that's right. There, there's no. some of the main ones. <laughs> No, a good shout with Timmy Cahill, especially as well, man. Um, Neil, come to you. You can read off a few if you want, man. But who's, your, who's the one that sort of came to your mind at first? Well, I mean, you know, Scott is going to be fully aware of, of this batsman. It, you know, it was, a con, it was a contest between Brian Charles Lara and Glenn Ooh. McGraw or Brian Charles Lara against Shane One. you know, <laughs> God rest his soul. You know, it... That's the name that that you if you're as a child playing cricket in the street, that's who you're you're going in as I'm Lara, I'm gonna make yeah. 275 oh. runs, you oh. know. Um, but I'll tell you this though, if you're bowling and you're bowling spin, people are actually saying Shane won, you know, yeah. or uh, you know, other names like uh Habajan Singh or you know, these types of players yeah. that it had influence in the sport and and when you're talking about you know sporting heroes, you see this guy is no taller than five foot seven, going after going after these ferocious bowlers that came from Australia because they were ferocious. You know when Glenn McGraw pulled that bouncer and hit him in his arm and then hit him in his helmet. You know they wanted to go at it. <laughs> I remember that. You know. But yeah, man, Brian Charles Lara. I mean, there are other names too in other sports, like you know, obviously the Michael Jordan, the Kobe Bryant's, and mm, yeah. but they, these all, all these people had one type of mentality, which I believe Thierry Henry, as um, Scott mentioned earlier, had that same type of mentality of knowing that it's it's venom 
mm. you know, you, there's no smiling or anything like that. I'm coming here to do one job and one job only, you know, win. and that's to win. And when Lara stepped out onto the pitch and the way he carried about his batting oh, was, Lara's class, man. was just a spectacle. When they played in Australia, I remember as a child waking up three, four o'clock in the morning just to watch Lara bat, you know, just to watch that contest. So, man, oh man, let me tell you. And I can tell you a story because go on, he, go on. he actually grew up in a place called Santa Cruz in Trinidad, which okay. is very close to where I grew up. And um, you would hear the stories that, you know, he used to take plant pots and put it around him as a little boy and take a golf ball and a mop stick and guide the balls through these areas, which is why he was so good. It attributed to his game of dissecting a field, guiding the ball through gully or wherever. You know, it, it it was something to watch, man. He's he's and he's only fifty something years old. It's a shame that he didn't take part in the in the T twenty because I'd, I'd love to see oh, him. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, I mean, no, you know, great. I'd like I love my cricket. I mean, I was lucky enough to see some some fantastic Australian sides, man. Always batter England. I, I was caught the back end of Ambrose on Walsh. Ah, oh, lethal bowling, man. Followed mm. by Ian Bishop there as well, the great Malcolm Marshall. Oh um, my God. There's some great, great stuff. Hart, Michael Holden. Walker, Holden. There's, there's some great. Cool. I'll tell you what, man. If I was a batsman, I have to face them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd come. I don't think I'd have a long career, man, because these guys were lethal when it came at, to the At ball. one time, at one time, this was in the 80s, I believe it was. Um, West Indies had four bowlers at the time. They used to call them the Force Hort, the Force Hort, the Four Horsemen. That was Malcolm Marshall, Michael oh. Holden, mm. and two others, but they were dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. I've, I've seen video clips now. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I, I want more than body armor when dealing with these guys batting, man. Honestly, <laughs> it's ridiculous the way they used to. This, um, I mean, even the, um, you know, the likes of the Pakistan guys, Wazim Akram and Waka Yunus. Oh my mm. God. I mean, some of the sure. Yorkers, them guys, used to do. Shub sure, Akhtar. Oh, man. They, they, we could go on forever, man. We should have a cricket special between us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Neil. There's so, there's so, so many, so many. Now, nah, you guys, man, fantastic, man. Like, luckily for me, God, like, like you say, with a question like this, there's so many people. Like I said to Mo on the last show, mm-hmm. big tennis fan, absolutely adored Andre Agassi. Oh, yeah. man, the guy used to just. He used to just move people around effortlessly from the back of the court. He's not even moving. He's forehand, backhand. He won all four majors. Um, yeah, great guy to watch. Great charisma. Um, like there's loads, man. There's loads. I could sport athletics, Lint for Christie. Um, man, there's loads. There's there's so many, so so many. But um, people, this has been a great life stories, man. Got one more question that I left. I think I think this is one that I like. This question I like to ask actually a lot with my guests because. You get some amazing answers back, man. Um, I've had it with Amanda, Kenny Ken, um, and also Mo, man. But coming to Neil first, I don't know how recently, yeah, I don't know how long you've been doing it, but how have you personally found your experiences of the YouTube stroke football podcasting world? Hashtag, one of my f- favorite old school films, by the way, actually, that's what I came up with it. Hashtag the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's a brilliant show, bro. That's a brilliant <laughs> movie. It is. Classic. 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 When you come to shoot, shoot, don't talk. <laughs> Classic line. Um, for me, for the good thing is I, I get to meet so many footballing uh, fans, uh, people that analyze the game as a simple fan, you know, and you get, you become, you make, you develop these relationships. Like I, I met like Jake and yourself over Twitter. G, yeah. uh, I, I met Sam before on, uh, I think it was on Jake's show. And we, you know, we talked about stuff and now we develop this relationship with whether it be over a platform, but now I could say, Hey, I know an Arsenal fan in England. I know an Arsenal fan in Australia, you know, and, and that's one of the great things about coming onto this platform and just talking football or any sport or any topic rather, um, in terms of how I found it due to my own, um, inconsistencies and being able to go onto my channel and constantly put out content, 
you know, I'm a bit, I'm a kind of a busy guy. I do real estate. I do. I'm a, also a software tester, so I'm very busy. busy so to find the time to come on and you know jog out an hour is it's kind of difficult, but I I try to. But you know, it's it's been great regardless. You know, with the little content that I put out, I still get features on you know this great channel of yours and you know okay. G talks and Arsenal analyze to name a few, and it's been great, man. It's just it's a humbling experience at the same time because you also get to learn a lot of things when you think that you're such a good fan and you know a lot of history you learn as well, well as you, know, you, you talk to others yeah so yeah man it's a it's just been a great experience no no great shot Neil, man you're right yeah it's about learning man trust me mm-hmm. I've done a lot of learning trust me this this, this calendar year I could I could assure you that but um, <laughs> yeah Scott coming to you man um be as candid as you want to be my friend tough open question man i think you've hammered it with the good the bad and the ugly it's it's a journey it's a journey and a lot of people kind of sit back and think yeah everyone's got a youtube channel you just turn your camera on say what you're thinking turn it off it's it's as easy as that but when you start doing it and i mean on our channel we do two live shows a week tuesday nights thursday nights people don't think of the the commitment it takes like I know on those nights we have dinner with um, my family on a Tuesday night. We have dinner with my wife's family on a Thursday night. Like I, I always leave those things early so that I can be home ready to go live. I know that during the day I've got to find time on my lunch breaks at work to get the thumbnail, to get the stream set up, to have it all ready. Like it's, it's a real grind. And a lot of the time people don't understand if they're not doing it the amount of work, but in saying that you wouldn't do it un- unless you loved it. I've 100%. On our channel, I mean, despite being small, I think we're eight subscribers away from 600. Come on, let's get them up there. We're, we're eight away from 600. So despite being small, we've linked up with John Aloisi, who played for the Australian Membrane. international yep. team um, and is coaching a team in the A-League Grand Final. Fabrizio Romano, has yes. been on the channel which was done wow mind blowing brilliant um, yeah i remember seeing that brilliant me lee judges yourself oh, <laughs> um, man lee I, I love lee lovely love love um kenny ken i've spoke to on other channels that the people you talk to the community is man that that's that's probably the best part for me the the link ups mark bosnich mm-hmm. oh, as wow. another one like we've we've linked up with a lot of people and and those experiences are ones you you never forget but you know i'm not gonna lie one of the things that makes it really hard and i find this as an arsenal fan is that our fan base our fan base at the moment is everyone says yeah we're all united north london forever it's it's not that way it's not because anyone will clip anything you say now take it out of context and use it to either paint you as you're either a negative Arteta out mm-hmm. or you're, you're one of the good guys. You're really positive. You're Arteta in. You trust the process. Now, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but I feel like with our base, you're forced into – there's a lot of people out there who I know are come across as super positive, <laughs> but I genuinely wonder just how positive they actually are yeah, or if yeah. they're – scared if they're scared to maybe say something that's seen as unpopular and, and negative now for me my stance Good point. Good point. i put out a video after january expressing my disappointment and saying that i thought it was going to come back to cost us and i'm still really bitterly disappointed with yeah. how the season ended albert i we blew a chance that i think is going to be harder to get next season mm-hmm. because the things around us will improve but I, I look on Twitter, I look on social media, and it makes me, it's almost like gaslighting. I sit there and think, yes. is it me? Am I incredibly negative to be disappointed about how the season ended? Am I one of the bad guys? Am I am I an Arteta outer? It's just, it's, it's not as united as people make you think. And you've always got to double check before you say something on a live stream that maybe you can't take back because th- that'll get clipped, that'll be yep. used against you because not everyone's one of the good guys. 
all girls out there that opportunities to to bring you down and paint you in a certain way so for all the positives about this youtube world football world that's a negative as well i find and i feel like other fan bases are allowed to express how they're feeling a little bit more than we are and there's always that pressure of saying the wrong thing and getting labeled a certain way that 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 makes it difficult for me no you two have raised some fantastic points man um I'm not going to go into it too much because I've covered it, but I'm happy to talk about it because it's my channel, it's my platform, and you know, right, right, right of way to speak. But yeah, you guys make some fantastic points. Um, as you two guys are aware, with my, I found myself in a situation at the turn of the year, which, listen, I'm not, I'm not naive to, to know how the social media side of it works, but believe me, um, but even I was surprised. Um, I guess for me. When it's not even members of your own fan base that are getting on board and saying things where they've never really spoken to you or they've never spoken to you yet they've always got, got something to say mm-hmm. yeah we'll quote tweet don't work with that person again that person's a bully no one should no one in the arsenal fan base should work with them again and the person that actually said that at the time has my phone number wow so if they had a problem they could have talked to you about it but the problem, the, the issue is, and Scott raises a good point. They knew what they was doing because ah, oh, Twitter's more traction. That person's always on Twitter. Let me quote tweet it and and whip up a storm, because they know what they're doing. And, and Scott, you raises a good point because I, I can't sit here and lie to people and go, oh, yeah, this it's all fantastic. I've met some fantastic people domestically, globally, with the two fantastic guys sitting on the panel with me. But let listen, get into this game, embrace it um you know stick kind of stick to your own lane but you know keep an eye on what's out there but be rest assured there are people out there that don't want the best of you and will look for any opportunity to go and take you down and i'm talking Mm -hmm. from my own personal experience for example i've met some amazing females on the platform even at games um and there was a situation where certain people, certain people were going around the platform, private messaging females. Have you spoken to this man before? Have you, what, how's the conversations gone? That's the level that people will go to, to get you thrown under the bus. And that's been made aware to me, even still to this day. So people, I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm just telling you the harsh realities of social media in particularly the twitter platform mm-hmm. so people will go to that length um you know what i mean so people i've got two fantastic guys that have given their own views the positive and the negative and i will also add to that as well but like i said i've met some amazing people doing this and i wouldn't change that for the world and, I, and i've been fortunate um as i said before dan potts dm me late late 2020 likes your content you speak well um, come on, same on Arsenal. The rest is history. Thank you to Tom, Sophie, Amanda, Craig, Lee, Dan. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. They don't have to bring me on board. They don't mm-hmm. have to ask me to come on. I take that as a privilege. If yeah. people don't get that opportunity, who have been doing the YouTube for longer than I have, for example, it's not my problem. There's a lot of YouTube channels out there. There's a hell of a lot of that out there. So, um. It's up to you as an individual to work to stand out or to do your thing and to be consistent. Yeah, man. I mean, this is a tool. Essentially, it's a tool, and it can be it can be used for really good things, and it can yeah. also be used for really bad things. Yes. You know? And it's all done. It's just down to one thing, and that's choice. You know what you choose to do, or who who you choose to do what with. You know, it's it's really something. But if that's unfortunate, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, 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 you know, you know what it is. I think, I think, um, like I said before, like I, I'm not, I'm not. It, it, it shocks me. and It doesn't shock me. Um, you know, but it, I think when you're the person that's with, when it happens to you, I mean, listen, I've had some from fantastic support from a lot of guys that have rang me and spoke to me privately. Like they saw what was occurring, they saw what was happening, they saw the witch hunt, they saw the way people were trying to operate, and it didn't gain the traction people wanted tough 
you know, it, it happens. But yeah, it wasn't a great experience, Neil. I'll be honest, even Scott knows and the people that have yeah. the people in the chat that. But know. you grow from it, man. You come out yeah. stronger. You come out fighting, and and look look at your growth. Yeah. Look at the growth, and you you should. You're probably not going to give yourself the kudos you deserve, man. But you're one of the hardest working content creators I know. So big ups to you, man. You you keep it's it's been a pleasure to watch your channel and yourself, your profile grow because it's well deserved. Well deserved. Keep doing what you're doing. Let me add to that by saying when Jake reached out to me, Albert, and he said, listen, Albert wants to bring you onto this channel. I was, I could have been doing cartwheels, bro. <laughs> because no, I, I respect the work that you've done. You know, it, it takes a lot of work. It takes mm, great yeah. amount of work, you know, and Scott was a perfect testament to that, explaining how his lifestyle is to put in the work, to be on, to be there, to be able to switch the camera on and be on time and all the other things that goes on in there. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen your channel start and then I saw the link up with Lee Judges. I was like, wow, you know, it is a testament to what you're doing and how you're doing it and the way you're caring about yourself. So no. again, thank you for bringing me on here. No, much love brothers. You, you two make very good points in terms of sort of doing, doing the YouTube and doing the podcast inside of it, but also that you do have a life outside of it because obviously I had to, I've been I've been very open with life outside of YouTube, right? So I lost my mum in the first lockdown in April 2020, right? So I did I I only started my YouTube channel two months after she after she after she died, which is not very long. Um and I kind of had to make a decision sort of the end of 2020. Like I thought I've put a lot of work into it. I'm not gonna give up the channel, but there's a lot of things going on. So I need to decide how I'm gonna do this going forward. So I took a lot of I took a bit of a back seat. So it surprises people when they go to me. I'll say to them, I don't do as much content as I did before. They're like, what? Are you sure? I said, yeah, I've been serious. I've cut back a hell of a lot. And because I did, because I took that conscious decision the end of 2020, I still have my channel now. And, and, and it's the decisions you make because, you know, life, listen, I, YouTube's not my life. Twitter's not my life. You do have beautiful families, misses, and what, I don't have a missus, but that's another story anyway. But yeah, you know, you know what I mean. But yeah, now the single ladies, he's single <laughs> and ready to mingle. Maybe <laughs> hit him up on Twitter, ask him for his WhatsApp number, make it happen. Hashtag find yeah, out yeah. for the wife. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not for the Twitter one, but <laughs> maybe not. For that, but, but listen, I'll like, get what you mean. But yeah, you're right. There's a balance between outside, like JC will know in the chat. G talks will know. Many people know. Yeah. Um, so it's about balance and like i said i took the necessary decision i needed to take the end of 2020 and i still got my channel now and I, I did the right thing so people in the chat you've been amazing um i've had two amazing guests life stories has come to an end for episode 15. neil and scott have been fantastic like i said an international feel to it and a, and, a, and a different take to it as well but the passion and the knowledge and the great answers and the inspirations behind it fantastic people people in the chat give your virtual goodbye waves and hugs because time difference these guys can't be kept up too long i'm going back to bed <laughs> but, 6 a.m um, i'm going back to bed now of course of course but people as i say obliterate the like button follow neil and scott not don't just follow them on twitter but also don't subscribe to their channels and i'm going to double check to make sure I'm, I'm sure i have done it for you too i'm sure i'm 99.9 sure but um, um, Neil, first time on Albert JTV, I believe. Oh, definitely on Live Stories. Pleasure to have you on, my brother, man. Thank um, you, you too. I don't know how it's going to happen, but got to get you two over to England, man. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to do it, man. Something's going to happen. I've been praying to them lottery tickets, man. I'm just going to pay for the flight. <laughs> you come over, man. We're going to get the box seats, everything, man. <laughs> But Neil, thank you for coming on, man. Tell the people where they can find you, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Neil Dwarica. You can find me on uh, YouTube. My channel is called Bench Warmers Podcast. Um, trying to put more content out there, but we'll get there. No worry about it. Other than that, it was a blast being on here, man. Nice. Neil, absolute, absolute pleasure, man. Absolute pleasure. People, like I said, go and follow my brother, man, and support his channel, man. Scott, not the first time being on here, but like I said, this is the life stories is the one I want to get you on, man. You've done it, man. Thank you for coming on, bro. Oh. Tell me where I can find you. Yeah, I co-host a Premier League channel with a Chelsea and a United fan. Um, so, so always good times, but we do that two times a week. So 
Tuesday and Thursdays at about 11.30 UK time. If you search the channel, it's called The IFT Pod. Okay. Um, so please check it out. We're almost at 600. I Good think we're about six or seven away. Uh, so hashtag find out better wife first. Yeah, <laughs> help, help get the IFT boy to 600. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, much love, people. I appreciate it. No, um, like I said, people, I will retweet this on my Twitter anyway, because obviously this live stream goes on the Twitter feed, which is actually one of the best functions. I actually like that function, actually. I think it's great. But um, I'll tag Neil and I'll tag Scott. So go and follow and subscribe to the channel's people. As your host, Albert JTV. On the road to 1k i think i need another i don't even know to be i think it's about you're about 38 away i remember when i come on so um yeah we'll we'll get there eventually people but now much love and support from the guys and as i always say man people's time to me means more than anything man because if people don't watch your content you've got to to appreciate your crowd and your people man 100 percent absolutely but um yeah let me find where's my outro i can't even find where that's gone i've got so many things on here but people, like I said, obliterate the like button. All your listeners, like I said, Spotify and Anchor, you will hear this very, very shortly. That is Albert JTV over and out. Hashtag live stories, episode 15. We out, people.